episode 128 of the Adrian Bowe podcast featuring the elusive and very, very famous Troy Malcolm. How are you today? I'm good. I'm good. I'm very casual, Adrian. This is very early in the morning. I know you're already at an appointment, but I've just come back from yes. the gym. So I've just, uh, I've just jumped on because um, yep. I know that you're back to back all day and we want to make sure that we get this out to the followers as soon as possible. So thanks again for having me. Apologies for the, uh, the t-shirt from the gym, but uh, no problem, you're, you're suited no, no. and booted again. <laughs> Most people are listening via audio, so we're all set now. We've had so many questions come in, Troy, over the last few months about culture. So we thought it would be very topical, very relevant and very remiss not to talk about culture. But culture has so many different verticals, Troy. Um, You know, it's not quarantine just for leaders in a business. It relates to the front office manager. It relates to associate agents. It relates to EBU team leaders. It relates to principals. It relates to property management. Uh, It relates to operations and marketing. The entire industry needs to really be aware of what best practice culture is, Troy. So we're going to have a really good discussion about that today. Yeah, it's amazing how many people um, really send in this question because, uh, when you go into most real estate brands, and Adrian, you and I are very fortunate, we get to work with a lot of quality brands. And uh, the number one thing that people say that they're there for is the culture. But when you really start to try to define culture, sometimes it's a little bit hard to describe. It's more of a feeling as opposed to something that is said or done. It's the feeling you get about a business. Uh, and Adrian, I think if we start right at the top, I think we look at the leader is naturally the person that creates and clears the culture, um, makes sure that everyone's accountable to the culture that they want to create. But uh, we've seen in recent times that culture is actually determined by everyone within a business. It's not just that leader's role, as you said. So whether you're day two or day 400 in a business, you've been there for a few years, you're equally important to creating the culture. So it's a really it's a really deep topic. It's, it's a topic that probably, you know, you and I will have a view and all our listeners will have a similar view or somewhat completely different. But I think when you break down culture and you break down what you want to achieve with your culture of your office, of your team, of your partnership in your business, I think you have to start with the end in mind, Adrian. I think you have to understand, well, what is the type of business do we want? Do we want a win-at-all-cost business or do we want a, a business that, you know, becomes like a family and everyone knows everyone very intimately? They, they hang out on the weekend, they go to, to um, events and have get-togethers and those types of things. Now, not everyone's going to fit into all those cultures and I think that if we, we understand what we're trying to achieve, then it's somewhat easier to put a couple of key metrics in place to say, yes, we're, we're having a great culture or we're not. Absolutely, Troy. And, you know, it's interesting, you know, we talk about the different verticals of culture and you're, you're 100% right in saying that it's a feeling and that's certainly one vertical. And that's a bit arbitrary to a lot of people because they're thinking to themselves, well, you know, how can I touch, smell or taste that arbitrary sort of feeling? The other vertical to it is process because mm-hmm. let's face it, um, if you're just a standalone agent with no team, if you're in a property management pod or if you're a principal of an office or even a franchise or, to be honest, 
um, who's dealing at leadership level with multiple business owners, let me tell you, process equals culture because if something needs to be reinvented every time there's an initiative, then that's going to cannibalise the culture. Um, if you're an agent and you don't have a checklist for every time you list and sell a piece of real estate, well, that's going to cannibalise the culture within your EBU or if you're a standalone agent with your marketing coordinator. So I think it's critical that we acknowledge both. Now, let me tell you, with a lot of the businesses uh, you and I both work with, Troy, the first thing we do, as, as you know, is we ask them to do a self-audit. Now, one of the metrics that we do highlight in that self-audit is what's attracted you to this business. And we are always blown away, Troy, always blown away by when we put in there, is it the commission split or is it the culture or is it the brand, et cetera, how few people prioritise the commission split and how many people actually prioritise the culture, the branding, the process, the leadership, all these things. Now, we keep that confidential with the agents, obviously, um, because that's that's something that's personal. But you and I, you know, without naming any names, are always really blown away with that because, you know, the rest of the market, if you like, if they had to guess, would say our oh, commissions definitely is the leading influencer to recruit and retain. But we're here to say that, well, if that was the case, then all these models out there that offer extremely high commission speeds, why isn't the whole industry working for them? You know, so I'm not saying there's, there's anything wrong with those brands and some of those are our clients, Troy. Um, however, you know, I would suggest that appreciation, culture, acknowledgement, process, leadership, operations, technology, resources and training uh, equally, if not more important, Troy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think that, you know, if we if we break away into some of the, um, I guess, the culture creators that we've seen, you've just mentioned some great ones there. You know, some of the other ones is, you know, having a timeline of events and what, what are the, the standards around culture? What are the expectations around culture? You know, even, even so basic, Adrian, when we talk about, setting up culture of the business, you know, what are the, the standards of the business? I think they go hand in hand. The, the standards of the business actually create the culture of the business. And so, you know, some of the things that I always think about is that when you're creating a culture, you really want to ensure that all team members know that they have a say and they're able to express their ideas that will benefit not only them, but the greater team. I think when you have the team involved in that decision-making process within reason, that really does set a business up for success. Um, yes. As we said before, each team member, whether they're the receptionist, the top performing agent that's writing the most amount of GCI, the property manager that's been there for 30 years, the, the leading uh, assistant that's only just started two days ago, they're all equally important to the culture that you create within a business and they're all the ambassadors of that culture going forward. Um, I think, Adrian, as well, the other one that I always notice and I always observe is that the businesses that are most successful are the ones that really understand that they're a customer-focused and customer-service type of business and yes. serving their customers are probably the greatest rewards that they have 
And they're the businesses that you walk in and there's an abundance of activity because there's so many repeat and referral clients that go to back to those businesses time and time again. Now, for anyone listening to that, well, success leaves clues. There's a reason why you're either being really successful in repeat and referral clients and there's a reason why you're probably not being as good as what you should be. I think you have to really learn from the success of others and share that information amongst yourselves because there is there are individuals in each office, Adrian, that may be part of the culture but a little bit distant to the core of the culture. And I think, you know, you really have to get to the core and realign your values um, to, to, to get to a point that the business is in momentum and has success. I think the other thing, Adrian, that, you know, a great mentor of ours that we've worked with so for a very long period of time, um, John McGrath has always said, you know, what got you here won't get you there. And <laughs> still to this day, what, some 22 years later, it resonates with me because it, it gets to a point where businesses that have been around for a little while, 20, 30, 40 years, some of the, the longest businesses around, you know, in excess of 40 years, um, what got the culture to a point is not going to get you to the next level with your culture as well. And what I mean by that is the businesses that are doing well right now, they're ever evolving. They're really agile and they're fast thinking. They change very quickly and they adopt new policies and procedures and the way of doing things and what their team requires. And I think, you know, if you're in a business that you haven't really defined what your culture is, oh, that's the way it's always been done for a long period of time, you may be missing out on some really fantastic opportunities. And then the final yes. one, Adrian, that I've always noticed is that, you know, anything is possible within a culture. You can create and destroy a culture very quickly. Um, yeah. So anything's possible, but you have to have a framework. You have to be constantly on it. And you have to be the person that's seeing people face to face. And, you know, COVID did a couple of really good things. I think it proved that people can be trusted and have flexibility around their work, depending on the roles that they're in, a lot of the support roles. COVID did yes. a couple of things that weren't great as well. And I think one of those, Adrian's, was it lost a little bit of the face time that we had, the real face time, the face-to-face -face time that we had, which was very much setting the businesses up for that culture and creating that culture that was very much liked. So there's a couple of, I mean, there's a couple of key things on the back yeah. of what you were saying that were just kind of running through my mind, but I think that, yeah. you know, they're really insightful to see and hopefully that's helped a number of those people. I think we received like four or five people send that same question in. Um, yes. could only relate to people maybe going back into the office and they're realising that the culture maybe isn't aligned to what they previously thought it was. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think, you know, as we start wrapping up on this culture piece, I think there's a few traps to avoid, Troy, in terms of this, um, this sort of overarching theme, if you like, of culture. One of the traps is if you're an agent in an office or whether you're playing any role in an office is don't wait for culture to be handed to you. What I mean by that is, is the culture starts with you. It starts with every phone call you make, with every interaction with a team member, with every email you send, with every SMS you send, with every open for inspection uh, and with every listing appointment, buyer appointment, market appraisal, it actually starts with you. And culture is infectious. So there's no doubt the ripple effect from 
you primarily evolving and embracing the sort of culture that you would like to be surrounded by, uh, you actually have control over that. And there's an old saying which says, well, start becoming the person you want to attract. You know, so for a lot of people not in relationships, for example, it's like, well, you know, a lot of people have this wish list, Troy, and, you know, we're sort of going slightly off topic here, but it's, it is it is quite important and still um, relevant. Uh, people say, oh, look, you know, if I'm going to get in a relationship, I want someone that's honest, I want someone that's transparent, I want someone that's sporty, I want someone that's got good family values, I want someone that doesn't take drugs, I want someone that, that obviously um, is always uh, high integrity. I'm like, great, are you all those things? And they're like, well, no. So I'm like, okay, well, <laughs> why, don't, why don't you become that first? Yeah. And the universe, the universe will be quite, um, you know, uh, gracious and also very, very uh, much in a, in, a, in a state that it will contribute towards your own energy as well. So that's critical. So when we talk about culture, it starts with you. Don't wait for anyone to hand it to you. Don't wait for the principal. Don't wait for the franchisor. Don't wait for your lead agent. It starts with you. So that's one trap that a lot of people might fall into where they're waiting. The other trap is they're in a culture. No culture is perfect, but they're in one culture. And they observe, usually through social media, Troy, um, little snippets or vignettes, if you like, of what is perceived to be a better culture, okay? Mm. Now, that's dangerous because, let me tell you, that culture isn't perfect either. Um, and if you're always comparing yourself, and you and I have said on multiple occasions, ad nauseum, Troy, that comparison is the thief of joy, if you're comparing yourself, you know, to other brands, other businesses, etc., well, then you're going to be in this perpetual search for when then, which is when I move to that brand or when I move to that business, then I'll provide better service. Then I'll be happy. And it's like that's insane because that's perpetual, it's ongoing, and it will never end. You're just always looking for the, the so-called, quote, unquote, bigger and better deal, which, which doesn't exist. Now, that's very different if your existing culture is radically toxic you know that's different you know of course you know that might be difficult to control but if it's imperfect which all humans are all cultures are all businesses are all families are right then why not start with you and provide yourself an environment that you would be happy with by evolving into the type of culture through all those uh, uh, activities, if you like, prospecting, uh, you know, client interaction, team interaction, etc., and start with yourself. So I think that would be uh, quite an important trap to to avoid. Um, the the final trap, I think, Troy, is um, you know believing that there's always uh, another another uh, potential person in your team or in the office that is completely responsible for cannibalising or destroying culture because, you know, there could potentially be that in every single environment, but if you're constantly focused on that, then that will become your reality, you know, where, where focus goes, energy flows, which Tony Robbins often, often talks about. So I think they're, 
three really critical traps to avoid when it comes to culture. Um, and in summary, culture is not just Christmas parties. Culture is process. Culture is leadership. Culture is you. Culture is um, how you treat clients, how you treat your colleagues, and also how you're marketing yourself, which includes every piece of collateral that's going through social channels, letterbox drops, or through email newsletters or SMS blasts, for example. Yeah, 100%. It, it really comes down to um, managing expectations, Adrian, like the same way that we yeah. have no expectations of our buyers and ourselves and our team members. Well, we have yeah. to do that on a much broader scale with culture as well. AB, that sums up our episode on culture. Hopefully that's helped right. the, the listeners that did send through those questions. To everyone else, please continue to send through those questions. Um, we are going to start focusing on them a little bit more. We have been very much focused on other things at the moment, just covering off the content that we promised you we would deliver. But now we've got a couple of weeks. So over the next couple of weeks, Adrian, I think we'll get back to answering some of those questions because I know there has been a bit of a back they seem to be coming through not only through my main Instagram, but also the yeah. um, message requests on Instagram that people that I yeah. haven't had a chance yeah. to connect with yet. So, and I know you're you're much in the same situation. Um, thanks so much for joining us, team. Um, as always, this is available as video, as audio on all your favourite um, podcast stations and channels and platforms that you get your listening from. Continue to rate us five stars. We love when we get that feedback. AB, we're on a fast rocket ship. We want to get to the top 20 we're only about 20 places away from uh hitting those charts again so let's make sure that we get there ab thank you so much for joining us until next week listeners we'll see you on the podcast thanks troy thanks listeners